you can get all your fierce, bold, and bingy stuff all in one place. Because Netflix is now on Contour from Cox. Available to residential customers in Cox service areas. Cox Internet and a Netflix streaming membership required. Visit Netflix.com forward slash terms of use for more details. All the conditions apply. I think I found a way around the copyright infringement. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I like this song a lot. Okay, I think it's 30 seconds, though. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. How's everyone doing today? We, uh, man, so I am obsessed with YouTube music and it's not just going on YouTube and searching like they have a new music platform that is incredible. Like it's, I love Spotify. So shout out to the Spotify audience who's listening right now. And of course, iTunes is great and Google play. You guys are all wonderful, but I'm telling you right now that YouTube music is the finest music. And I think I can get away with playing like real music on the show, which is Really good. It makes me really, really happy. Um, really quick, I want to give a shout out to the iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the downloads. I really appreciate the support. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, from what I understand, soon we're going to be on the Voice America program as well. So God is good. This is amazing. Um, and I love all you guys. Hope you're doing well this morning. Uh Morning Gratitude is brought to you by Elevated Perspective Marketing, Samaderm, and Anton J. Um, thank you guys so much for all of your support. Love the sponsors. We'll go into a little bit more about that later. But we have an amazing guest today. Good morning, Jennifer. Oh, yes, right. Play my music. How are you? How's Florida? Is it hotter than Hades there already? My brother just moved to Miami, and he was telling me that it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty warm, and it's not even summer yet. So good morning. Glad to see you on the show. Um, our guest, Isabel Hunt, is uh, her Isabel's journey started with a prophetic dream at the age of 12. The German native, what's up to my fellow Germans? German native had to tackle many obstacles to see the dream of speaking in front of thousands of people. In English, mind you, become reality. Her biggest, I, I, you know what, English, I gotta get a, hold on, I'm stopping the profile real quick. You know, I've never learned, I learned pidgin, which is a broken English thing in Hawaii that they teach you when you move there, and which is not even a real language. It, it's it's like jive turkey or something. I don't know. But I just want I have so much respect for anyone that comes over to this country and learns English because English is not an easy language to learn. Plus, we are a bunch of sarcastic asses and we have so much slang. Like, I have my own language that I speak, and I call it Oklahoman. And yet, we expect people that come from other countries, to, when they come to America, to learn English. English is freaking hard to learn. So the fact that somebody which is getting on stage is hard enough, takes the time to learn English, and go on stage and speak in English, got my respect already. So I already like this girl. Anyway, her biggest obstacle turned out to be a fully... To, for turned out to be fully connecting with her heart and soul to accept who she is as an empath warrior. Ooh, I like that. And her unique gifts. From experiencing rejection and betrayal to life-altering failures to depression and anxiety, 
Isabel's life is a great reflection of how anyone can, can create a deep spiritual connection within to discover and own their unique superpower and be able to powerfully step into their mission field. Wow, I'm really excited about this. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Isabel Hunt. Yay! Good morning. How are you? Um, are you playing all this music because I'm German, so you think we all love techno and house and all that kind of fun stuff? <laughs> no, I, I I played that music because I like it. <laughs> no, no, I, I heard it on the other shows too, but it was just awesome. I was like, that sounds familiar. I feel like back when I was 16, I, clubbing in Germany. <laughs> let me tell you something. I did I okay. I was making sure that we we're alive on the radio too. I um. I, I hit a lot of buttons behind the scenes. So you saw me dancing when you were on. I didn't know you were actually on yet. And I, <laughs> um, so I fiddle with a lot. So we go live through a bunch of platforms at the same time. And I'm hitting a bunch of buttons and I'm dancing and I'm like, okay, I'm going to find the right music because the music, the playing the music before the show stops me from doing one thing that I, I can't stand. And that's, when people go live on Facebook and I've been advised by all the podcast experts in the world, they say, you know, don't do your podcast from Facebook. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it from Facebook because I, I like this audience. And so I am, I'm kind of stubborn and like to do things my own way. So here we are. Um, I'm going live on Facebook. And so I don't like that delay of, of people like, well, I'm going to wait till people join because you never know if they do or not. Like in this case, we're on Facebook right now, and you and it takes a while for the pages, when you do go live from a page, yeah. if you're not advertising it, it takes a second, and it's freaking annoying. I'm going to see her pick my nose for an hour. Anyway, we got a way off subject. So, Isabel, <laughs> Isabel, what are you grateful for this morning? Oh, we have temperatures in the 70s, which is amazing, not in the crazy 90s. Um, Wait, where are you at right now? Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, wow. I think there's an echo. Hold on. Let me turn it down a little bit. I, I may have got overzealous with my um, speaking ability or my, uh, my my yelling and my music and dancing and all of that stuff. So forget it. <laughs> so, okay. You were, you were saying you were grateful for what? <laughs> for the second one. Well, for one, that's the weather. And second one, my son is actually in his room and being quiet, reading books. He's actually almost asleep, which is awesome. Um, there's so many things I'm grateful for, just the connection in general, that we get to do this interview, the people that I already was able to talk to today. Uh, this day already started out amazing. Well, that's great. And I'm, I'm so thankful to have you on the show and I'm, you know, grateful that we connected. When did you come over here from Germany? Uh, for good, about nine years ago. Oh, wow. What, now what made you choose Indianapolis? <laughs> I think God chose that one for me, and I still I will ask Him one day why, why. Um, no, I actually when I first came, I came back as a as a nanny. I worked as an au pair, and I worked in New York for a while. And that family didn't quite like me for whatever reason, and they kicked me out. And then I moved to San Francisco, and in San Francisco, I worked for a family that was even crazier than the one in New York. And then um, somehow I ended up in Indianapolis, and it, it went pretty well, but I was already 26, so it's kind of hard to live with a family and take care of their kids when they could be your own kids. 
Um, but then I met my husband here, my now husband, back then boyfriend, and so I stayed in Indianapolis. That's a that's a reason. I, um, you know, it's so funny. I both times I've been married, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> proud of my marriage experiences because I was awful. But I, 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 I would, I remember that moment of going crap. Like right after I got married, I'm like, now I'm stuck. Now I'm stuck here, and and that's when I lived in Oklahoma. And I look, I love where I'm from. I love it that my my mom's there. And my stepdad's there, and that's about it. And I, I, I don't like. I just remember both times going crap. Now I can never leave. And I had moved back from South Florida. Um, I, I, I escaped. A tornado hit my house May third of ninety nine. I moved to Hawaii. Was there for a year. Then moved to Boca Raton, Florida, and then found out about my three and a half year old daughter, who's actually here now in San Diego. But we moved. Um. I moved back to Oklahoma and I thought, crap, now I'm stuck here. I can never, I can never leave again. And I had one of those crazy, you talked about, you think it was God that brought you to Indiana while you're married and it sounds like you're happy, <laughs> unlike I was. Um, but the, the, the God told me I was in Oklahoma, I'll never forget it. I just felt this feeling through my body and my bones that said, go west. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. All right. So I threw a bunch of suits and workout clothes in the back of my car and literally drove west. About a week and a half later, I ended up in L.A. And then I was like, oh, this is home. And then I and I have not left California since. So, yeah, God, it's funny that way. Yeah, not necessarily my favorite state. Um, I wouldn't want to live there. But I, I, we hear the call to go south, which means North Carolina. We would love, love, love to move to Asheville. Mm. North Carolina, my husband is a naturopath and a master herbalist and so that worked really well with both of us working in a similar field kind of and so we want to have like 20 plus acres where we can create like a um, almost like a sanctuary um we want to take my mother-in-law with us she's That's the one brave. who lives the closest to us my family's still in germany and his dad is in florida so we really want to do that and, and be very self-sustainable um, and invite people to come, especially young people, to learn how to grow your own food, how to um, make medicine from, from herbs that you can find just randomly, even in your backyard, what is edible, and that's, that's what my husband's dream is, and obviously mine too, because I can teach what I already teach with him. What, I got a question. I, I know this interview is not about your husband, but you brought up that he was a naturopath. What does he feel... What is your husband's take on CBD and cannabis? He hasn't tried it yet, and you know it's quite weird about it. Uh, so there are a lot of different things. Um, he really would like to try it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he really has a stand on it just yet because he hasn't looked too much into it. We have everything else in the backyard growing, every herb that you can find. Um, but he hasn't tried that one yet. I know neighbors of ours, they take it because um, they have some health issues going on and they love it. Okay. Well, I was hoping that we were going to dive down a wormhole there, but that's okay. So <laughs> tell us, for the audience that is not familiar with you, with the podcast audience and just people that, because we're kind of new to each other's networks. So for the people that don't know you from my planet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what, who are you and what makes you tick? Okay. Um, what makes me tick? There are a lot of things that make me tick, actually. 
Um, from a business perspective, I work individually with um, clients that I consider empath warriors. Those are very, very highly sensitive. Those are not just empathic with, uh, empathetic with other people, but they literally become them. And those are usually people who are overwhelmed, suffer from anxiety, uh, depression. Those are all autoimmune illnesses. Those are often signs that someone is highly, highly sensitive. But some of them are not just introverts, they're also extroverts, so they want to have this bigger message taken out, but they can't deal with the, in the extrovert if they can't figure out the introvert and what to do with it. Because every time they step outside of that, they just get overwhelmed and just fall back <laughs> into the hole that they came from. <laughs> so I work with those on an individual basis. I also do uh, clear trapped emotions, so I, I'm into energy work, I studied a lot around that topic, and that's where the, my book comes from, The Power of Faith Driven Success, where it really brings the science with the faith part together, why this is actually um, legit, and why it makes perfect sense, even from a biblical standpoint, and when we bring all of that together. So I'm able to, because I am so highly empathic, that I can tune in with people and one of my gifts that really makes me tick, that's something people always remember me, I'm considered the warrior who reads hearts. So what that means is that uh, my brain, everything, every vibration that I receive, my brain turns into color. Uh, like everything I receive, all the information, if it's words, if it's colors, if it's places, if it's people. And I learned over the last years that what I receive, especially when I tune in with people, when they give me permission, I'm not just randomly doing that. Um, uh, when they, when I tune in, it's, it's like their soul speaking to me, something that they can't hear yet, but need to hear. And I'm almost like that messenger, like, hey, this is the current color that's very dominant. Each color is on a specific vibration, therefore has a specific meaning. I study those, I, I study the color psychology as well. And um, so I can help you like, hey, this is the message that you're receiving right now from what I see. And it's very unique in the way I can do work because people can't fool me very well. Um, it's like, don't try to lie to me or make stuff up. I always know, even if I don't tell you right in your face, I still know. I mean, it's hard not to. And um, so that makes me, I think, quite unique in the way I can do my work and how I have studied things. My background is actually in sociology and psychology. I got my degree there. My dad is doing similar work in Germany, which I was always fighting my whole life. I was like, I'm never gonna do what my dad does. <laughs> I know that feeling. My dad does. <laughs> um, I think we got the, the, the ocean in between now. <laughs> but uh, I always was very interested in psychology. I started reading psychology books when I was about 12 years old. And that's when that prophetic dream showed up. And where I was like, I don't want to go to the US, I hate Anchorage. I really like, every time I had it in class, I was panicking when I had English classes. And um, so yeah. Did you get, did you get a, a, a clear vision or was it a picture or a color? No, actually in that case, I got a clear vision. It, it, I watched myself on stage. I could see myself being grown. I knew it was me. And I watched myself talking and then I took a look at the audience and, and it just didn't stop. Like I, there was no end. I couldn't see an end of the audience. And I just heard myself speaking in a different language. And about a couple of weeks later, actually it was probably a year or two years later, we invited some of um, 
missionaries from a Bible school from South Germany, and they're mostly Americans and Canadians, and right. they came to our church, and one of them stayed with us, and I, when I heard him speak, I knew that was what I was speaking in, in the dream. And from there, subconsciously, I just literally guided my way to coming here, because when I was 18, I came here for the first time to do an exchange here, and then I went back to Germany, got my degree, and then came back when I was 26. That's so cool. I didn't get my first vision until I had trauma. Like trauma is what spawned mine, but I didn't know it was real, but it was very similar. There was two very dominant, well, actually three, being behind a microphone, I don't know why, and then being on stage. And I think now, I'm 39, that stage that I first visualized and continued to visualize as I got older, I think I know that stage now. And, and it's kind of what's led me to want to start, you know, my ministry or my form of ministry. And I don't want to be like a preacher preacher, but like when I, this, that, the, that stage, I think I know where it's at. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think I know the one. And the other vision that I used to get was working. I could visualize sitting on the ground it, with mm-hmm. a tribe and I, I'm assuming it was Africa. I don't know what it was. And then that spawned other mini visions of being in different locations. Like I remember picturing London and what I believe was Australia and then China and like all these different areas. And it was just like me there in a group of people. And it looked like I was like working, like volunteering. Like those were like the prominent visions that I would get nonstop. And every time something tragic would happen or every time I would hit a brick wall or rock bottom which was 55 times, um, every time that triggered the vision. Like I never, for yep. up until, up until about six months ago, I would say my visions, I only got them through trauma or something bad. Interesting. Now I get them all the time. I get them when I talk to people. It happened Sunday, bad, like big time. And I freaked two people out. Because I was just like running my mouth and I said something and I normally don't share it, but I did it this time. And I was like, Ooh, this is real. This is really happening. And it's, so I'm getting stronger, but I think a lot of it has to do with my diet. A lot of it has to do with how much water I drink, like a Mm -hmm. good water. Um, yeah, anyway, so I'm babbling now, but that's, that's what's happened for me. So I relate to what you're saying. The color thing, I cannot see color in my head. You know when they say visualize a white light above your head or yeah. even a gold yellow light? I can never see it, ever. I cannot do it. I've heard that before. Um, I haven't quite figured out why this would be or what, what would be the cause for that. Uh, very, very interesting. I've heard this a couple of times now before over the last couple of weeks that people just can't see the color that they're supposed to envision. But often it is just about setting the intention. You don't actually have to see it, just setting the intention that I'm drawing in the energy of gold because every color is a different frequency, it's on a different vibration. You can just set the intention of drawing in um, or I'm, I'm envisioning the, the frequency of the color red and you, you will feel the different vibrations in your body. Your body will automatically respond because your subconscious mind is aware of the frequency. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So when you were a child, what did you dream of being? 
I think when I was a child, I didn't have that many dreams in in terms of this is what I'm gonna be when I grow up. Then what'd you pretend to be? What did you played house or played kitchen or whatever? I was very withdrawn when I was growing up. I, I grew up with four younger siblings, so I was more like taking care of them. I never really, I cannot, at least not remember, like I cannot remember having played anything in particular that I want to do. What I did, I read. Like, I started reading when I was four years old, and I just read and read and read, and my parents couldn't keep up with getting me new books. That's that's pretty much all I remember from my childhood, from the things that I've done constantly. Um, but I also knew already at a very young age that there's something different about me because I had a, when I was about seven, I had a head trauma, a severe head trauma. And maybe that was even the beginning where things started to change in, in terms of awareness for me. But I got this head trauma laying in bed in the middle of the night, uh, laying in my pillow. I have no idea, like, I didn't hit my head anywhere, not that I can even recall I had four of my siblings in the room no but none of them heard anything uh or didn't even wake up I just just woke up I sat in my bed I screamed and I fell back in the pillow and and I was like mom mom I can't move I can't move I can't move obviously I said that in German but uh, (laughs) um it was really interesting I, I couldn't move and my dad built this high bunk bed they were like seven feet high and um, because my siblings were underneath, we had very little room for all of us. And it, I just couldn't get down. And so my parents tried with the doctor then later, tried to get me off the bed. And in that moment, I left my body, probably because of pain. I left my body and I watched them. I, still see, I can still remember what I've seen. Like I saw all three of them try to get me down to hold my head, not to move me too much. Right. Because I didn't know what was going on. Um, the doctor was like, well, I don't know how that happened. She really didn't hurt her head or it doesn't seem like she was in her bag. It was the middle of the night. And for a week I was home, My something wrapped around my neck. I still remember it just to keep it still and not move because I didn't know what it was. And I started to get sicker and sicker and sicker. I just kept vomiting and, and eventually my one of my parents' friends said, I think we need to take her to the hospital. So they took me to the hospital and my head was always like this. I always had problems with my neck, and they um, did an x-ray, and they said, well, her fourth, fifth, and sixth vertebrae is damaged, um, and it's too tight now with the way it moves, so it moves on the nerve, um, on the spine, um, it pushes on the spine, and so she always, I always had migraines after that, and it was really interesting because nobody could explain why, and just last year, I f- figured out what happened. I grew up in East Germany, so we were very close to the Kosovo War when it happened. And um, you would just still see, I still remember the screen of the TV, everything was like this green, dark light, you know, when they have the, this, the, the green lights at night, the, the, the night vision thing. Um, you could see the green and the bombs just dropping, they had us all on the news, and I got really freaked out. Every time I heard, heard sirens outside, I was... Uh, panicking. I was so anxious that I would get have, have bombs dropped on my head because the war was actually pretty close to where we were. And uh, my dad always came running. He's like, it's okay. It's all right. It's just our sirens. And um, those who grew up in Germany, they know sirens go off when there is a fire anywhere, even if it's just in a house, in a, with a house, anything. Um, and if they're, well, we don't have many storms, so it doesn't really go off in storms, but they practice a lot. 
Um, so it go off quite a bit. And so last year, I, I took when my husband studied more and more about the topic of anatomy, and for his naturopathy degree, he's actually graduating this weekend, which is awesome. Congratulations! Um, so he showed me as like a reference, and I looked at it, and I looked at C four, five, and six, and emotionally, that is where especially empaths carry the emotions of other people. So everything I experienced around me just was put on it and it created physical injury because I didn't know what I was experiencing, I didn't know what it was about, and it just physically created the injury. I still have problems when I'm taking too much on from other people. If I don't take wow. my, do my um, exercises of energetically protecting myself or forget my, my prayers or don't meditate in the morning, that's usually when I feel my neck and then I start to walk my head like this again most of the time. And um, it's very interesting what I've learned, especially that's where my husband comes in. He has taught me a lot about my own work, and I teach him a lot. Yesterday, we practiced muscle testing with each other because that's what he's going to be tested in this weekend. And it's fun to be able to do that together. But um, those are events. And I think from that time where I had this trauma, that's where I realized something is different. Uh, but I figured everyone is like that. I grew up in a very small town in Germany, and so I didn't pay much attention to it until... Um, all this up and down with um, having my dream become reality and it was just so exhausting and so ah this was like as like okay god I'm in my mid-20s I don't have any money I've never really had a job I don't have any family I just got my degree and I'm lost like I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that and I came back to the states I almost got deported my husband didn't want to get married so there was I was like, I'm not going to do anything illegal. This is just crazy. I'm just going to go home. And my, my dad one day asked me, like, how much do you trust your intuition? Like, is it really, this is really the family that you're supposed to work for? I'm like, no, I don't have a good feeling. Then why do you do it? Like, because I need to do something to not get kicked out of the country. He's like, trust your intuition. And that's where, for the first time, I really thought, oh, intuition, what is that? Well, let me look back at my life where I didn't trust my intuition, which was pretty much all of those 26 years. And um, I'm like, oh, that's actually a really big part. And then when we got married, I started coaching training, and that was a spiritual, ontological coaching training. And they had us go through everything all my clients would go through, and I hated them for it. I was like, I don't wanna go through that. I hate you. Mm -hmm. I love you. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> but that's when I really realized, oh, empath. And the terms just came showing up, like everywhere, like empath, empath. I'm like, oh, why? What in the world? And so I, I looked it up. I was like, yeah, that's me. But something doesn't feel right. I'm not just an introvert. I'm also an extrovert. That, turn, that switched when I came to the U.S. because I need to be that if I want to live that dream. And... Um, so I had a conversation with my with my friend, and I was like, oh, "Empath warrior. That's exactly we're rediscovering the warrior inside of us as an empath, so we can still do the work and be as impactful, but yet take care of ourselves, so we don't have that physical those physical injuries and mental injur injuries. Like mental illness is often related to nervous system overload, which comes with being empathic a lot. So, yeah, that's kind of where those visions started, and then. We said um, my visions are actually a little different. They play bigger. Um, that's why I, I call my group uh, World Visionaries United because my visions are more like um, world visions. 
When I wrote my book, I had two in particular that really showed me my message and my mission for life. One was I saw um, a group of young people, young adults lined up, like there was no end, and they were all linked up like this, and they literally went over, like you could watch it, they, they went over this earth like a wave, cleaning it up. Almost like all the injustice, they, they took it all in as like, we don't want to deal with that anymore. And they just, just cleaned it up and created um, unity. And then another vision was that I had that really plays a huge role in the way I communicate my message. I was standing in front of, um, in front of a, a huge crowd of people that you would consider criminals, terrorists, anyone who wants to kill you. Like they were there, you could feel the anger. They looked at me and I was sweating. I could feel it, but I couldn't stop that dang vision. I just wanted to get out of it. <laughs> but I couldn't stop it and I saw them raging at me. There was so much anger and hate. And I was just repeating, what am I supposed to do here? What am I supposed to do here? This is, this is scary. I don't want them to kill me. That's how real it felt. And I just heard this voice saying, tell them you see them. Tell them you can see them. There's more to them than just the anger that they experience. Wow. And so I did. And they all just started bawling. And, and just and so it almost was like a, a wall came down with everyone. You could see their beautiful faces and their hearts and what they were really passionate about. And they just fell all on their knees and just crying, almost like when you, you know, when you know that you just let go of a burden and you feel lighter and you just feel like, Ugh, no, now I can relax. Like you just, everything just falls down on you. That's how it looked like on me. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do with my work. So the visions that I mostly have are more on a world, on a global uh, platform. Mm. and how we're supposed to create community and pretty much from that point was when I started to learn about emotions uh, what is the real meaning about emotions why are they angry how can we use those emotions more properly in a reflective way instead of putting it on everyone and reacting to each other which creates all that anger and that hatred and the situation that we're in today there you're you're um we're actually way more similar than you think, even up to the the issue with the neck. I had, um, they could not figure out what was wrong with me as a child. I, I had a diving accident, but it didn't explain why I was having the issues. I was having the crazy headaches. Mm -hmm. And and so that's funny, like how you, you went there and then even just through your journey, I went, I ran from my visions for years. And the more I run towards them now, the more clarity I have. I've had a very global-minded mission from early on. That was the seed that got dropped. As I as I get these downloads, when I talk to people, the one thing I don't see within people, I don't see what to watch out for. I, I, I get to see them at their highest self. And like when I work with brands or companies, I'm brought in, to work with companies, I'm able to see the full vision of what they are capable of in the strategic plan to get there, which is great. It's cool. But I'm but it's always been like I call myself, you know, I, I guess it's a connector. Um, I go by the world, the nickname, the world's mayor, because I, I, I love to elevate other people. I want everyone to win. I love putting people together for win win collaborations. 
You're considering yourself the world mayor and for me the world visionary. <laughs> it's I have the domain. If you go to the worldsmayor.com, you can see my face. Um and I it, it it's it's a it's a kind of a funny story how it all happened, but it doesn't matter for right now. The fact but the point is that we are way more similar. This is actually the clo- this is for the first I've met other visionaries that have, you know, that's their gift. But it's ha- it happens differently. Ours are more similar than I've ever talked to anybody. That's interesting to me. So that means we were meant to connect. Yeah, so yeah. And it's it's interesting to see where it goes from here because, you know, typically, or maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't go anywhere from here. But typically, it, it's it's just every time I hear talk to other visionaries and like some amazing ones, like Lauren Harris is a gifted visionary. Um, David Diorgio, an amazing visionary they see their visions different and i've never had a conversation with anyone that was similar in how we get our visions and that's so cool to me and the more again they're becoming i'm really understanding it more as time goes on as i've been on this path i mean i was in a very self-destructive path for most of my life i mean from seven to 35 years old you know i was just (laughs) running right towards problems as quickly as possible and for some reason for some reason, I didn't die. I, I, I'm still, I, every once in a while, I'll sit there and like, how did I live through that? Like, this doesn't make sense. And like, even like real crazy stuff. In Oklahoma, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but one time I was driving on the highway and we get black ice. Do you know what black ice is? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's terrifying. But you're driving down the highway. It's I-40 going towards like eastern Oklahoma. I think it was Shawnee or something like that. I hit this. I'm cruising. And I hit this black ice that obviously you don't see, and I spin out all the way into the other lane, and a semi is coming right at me. And then I I swear to all that's holy that all of a sudden I didn't do anything. My car moved out of the way. I have no idea how it happened. I have no idea how it missed. I... And I've had other situations like that. And of course, the self-destructive issues where I shouldn't have lived through. But it's like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to do something different. <laughs> like, and, 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 and so the more, that I, the more that I walk with the Lord, the more that I, time that I spend and the more time that I walk in faith, the more my visions become more clear. And they happen more often. And the, more under, the better understanding I have of what it is that I'm actually supposed to do. And it has nothing to do with business. It's, um, even for me, there's so much more to what I do. It's not just about making money and mm-hmm. working with clients. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm actually collaborating with a friend of mine, and we're working on, on a book and, and a conference and, and another program that comes in with emotions, but a lot for uh, younger generations, especially those who don't have any parental guide um, guidance in, in their life. And um, it just comes all together. I always say, uh, if you take a look at Justin Bieber's story, I just love this guy. I have no clue about his music, to be honest. I don't listen to it. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't know, 15 years older than him. I can't. Even, I don't even know what he is. But um, he, his journey is a very good example of where I would like to see more people go, especially young people. From um, he was so lost, like there was so much overwhelm for him, and then he did this spiritual journey that he went through. And I, I keep saying, for the last two years, one day I'm going to be on stage with him because he has the audience that I need to speak to. 
And um, I'm getting closer. We're getting closer to the person, to reaching the person who actually has the direct uh, connection to him. But for me, um, there's just so much more. I, I said it to my husband, even if you would make me stop doing this work, unless there's really something that would put my family in danger or there's something like that going on. But if there's no actual reason, I, I, I would have to leave because I can't stop this work. There's just nothing for me that would have me stop it, no matter how how low I am or how little things work out. I just can't stop it. There's just too much at stake. I agree. I, that, that, that's really, really cool. Listen, um, Isabel, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I, um, I, I cannot wait to get to know you better. Um, I'm really excited about what you're up to. Um, also, I want you to put the link for your book in the comments. And um, yeah, because I, I I, I'm excited to check this out myself. So I, um, I'm very, very grateful that you came on. And for coming on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. A giraffe? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? Do I have to hide it because my son would probably want to have it? <laughs> it's yours. It's yours to do something with. What are you going to do? I would probably put it right like a real giraffe. Okay, where yeah. would I put it? I would have it sleep in this room because this is my office room as a reminder always taking the high road, always looking a little higher and taking a, a further look um <laughs> Climbing a little higher, that would be a good reminder if I would have it in my in my back right here, like behind me. It's like, oh yeah, wait a second, I need to go a little further. That's, that, that is a, an acceptable answer. Um, Isabel, God bless you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Oh man, she's cool. Um, that was actually a lot of fun. Isabel Hunt, everybody. Um, she's going to put the link in the comments for her book. You guys got to check that out. And of course, radio audience, everyone that's listening, if you join us over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, uh, you'll be able to see it. But there's also a link in your comment when you download. So you'll be able to check that out there too. Um, wow, guys. So thank you everyone for um, your likes. Thank you everyone for joining the show today. Um, man, there's just a lot going on now. I'm going to try to shorten the show. I'm not going to keep going for an hour or longer. Um, just be, to do this, I, I'm, yeah, I got a lot going on, but I'm so happy that you guys all came. I want to give a shout out to Anton J. Um, they are, hi Zen Fu. I just saw you pop on. How you doing, my friend? Um, and then Carlos, good to see you. Tia, always good to see you. Bonnie and Jennifer, thank you guys so much for joining. Wow. Now all of a sudden everyone's coming on here. I, we should just start over the show now. Like, there's a whole new crowd that just showed up. And <laughs> I I want to give a, um, a huge... Listen, anyone in San Diego, you guys, this... It, even Southern California, if you're in L.A., it's totally cool. Um, you know, Orange County, San Diego. Hell, if you're in Mexico, I don't care. Sunday, we have an incredible fundraiser. Um, it's actually a party. I'm going to call it a party that is has a silent auction that you can donate like amazing prizes we have some like really really great prizes that we're gonna have on the silent auction and we're raising money for the holistic learning sanctuary and you guys have seen my post and the videos about it every single day uh, we are coming down to like 10 days left or, or less in this but the holistic learning sanctuary is an organization that it's a school so think about people that come back from like our veterans that come back from war 
that are battling with mental health issues like PTSD, schizophrenia, um, addiction issues, you know, bipolar disorder, or even just men and women. Imagine having a school that caters to those mental health issues and teaches them the skills that they need for them to be able to go start their own business. Like, that's incredible. Because I know what it's like to have to suffer with mental illness and then try to go to school and comprehend the way that they teach. It's frustrating. It's maddening. And frankly, it makes a lot of people give up. So imagine a school that's going to give hope and teach the skills that are necessary for people to go live a normal life. And the best thing about it is it's not even about it, it's not about it's not just about the people that are going to the school. Why this matters. It's their kids. It's their mom and dad. It's their brothers and sisters. It's their friends. The ripple effect of change that this will cause is so beautiful. Like that's why this matters. So that's why we are so excited. That's why you see on Facebook every day me posting about the Holistic Learning Sanctuary because of what this school is going to create. So if you are in LA on, 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 on Saturday, there's going to be an amazing event like a beach like fitness boot camp. And on Sunday night from 6 to 10, we have three amazing speakers, uh, Noel Malvin, Gianluca Gibbons, and uh, uh, Marshall, Marshall Gillen, which is, he's the man. If you've heard him speak, you know. Um, and we have a band called Heritage going to play. And it's just going to be an awesome party with amazing human beings. So if you are there, you know, if you're interested in coming, just message me. I'll hook you up. I'll get you in. It's going to be an amazing event. You don't want to miss it. Um, okay, so I also want to give a shout out to Anton J, an amazing company. If you know somebody that uh, their business is struggling and they need help, or they maybe they're doing great, but they don't have the infrastructure to create a sustainable, predictable income, hit me up. I got I'll get a referral to make for you. Um, elevated Perspective Marketing. If you're a company that is looking for leads for your business, Elevated Perspective Marketing. Any of these people, of course, you can reach out to me and I will connect you with. Zenfu, God bless you. Always good to see you. Bonnie, Carlos, my brother, um, you know, everyone that watched, thank you guys so much. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the likes. And please go support our guest, Isabel Hunt. She's absolutely amazing. I, I, there's more to her. There's more to her. And when we have her back on, we're going to go a little bit deeper. So anyway... God bless you guys. Thank you everyone for watching and have a good, good day. So you're stuffing a raw chicken full of lemon and tarragon and you're sweating because A, you can fit a lot of lemon and tarragon inside a chicken. And B, your date is arriving soon and you still haven't opened wine or put on music or set the mood. But you do have an Amazon Echo, so you say, Alexa, turn on date night. Okay. And just like that, romantic music begins to play, the lights are dimmed, and all you have to do is pour the wine right after you wash your hands thoroughly. Alexa, you're amazing. My pleasure.